My name is Jose Olivares. Uh, my name is Johnny Dangerously, aka, AKA Peanut Butter, AKA, AKA DJ Loves His Family, AKA, AKA Maker God of the Pesto, AKA, AKA uh, I'm John Sampson. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was all of the names. Word. It's good to meet you. Word. And we're very geek today um, because we have an incredibly special guest, none other than the magical and intelligent. Mahogany Elf. Oh, Thank you for being here with us, y'all. Thank you for being Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, we are, we are in the young Brooklyn studios. It is true. not a lie. Mm-hmm. Um, we just did a podcast with uh, Jive Poetic. Yeah. And it was phenomenal. Yep, it was phenomenal. It. And now we, we've segued into coffee, you know, because true. we had to like... And rum. And rum. You know? We don't discriminate on podcasts. It's all liquids are equal here. You know, all liquids matter. I guess Ugh. if you really want to go there. If Except for that wild that. rose. You know what I mean? Go over there. Also, it's not your movement. Speaking for myself, I'm not a fan of the vodka. Oh, yeah. How about this? Not all liquids are equal and not all liquids matter. Some liquids just hurt people. True. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So, Ethanol, and you know what I'm talking about. You know, <laughs> okay. Lighter fluid. Real quick, <laughs> let me just share this. When I was at a student at Harvard, the really shitty vodka that we used to drink was called damn Kamchatka no it was like some Russian sounding name it was like did it come in a plastic box? Kamchatka is the most Russian sounding name <laughs> <laughs> oh, like Kamchatka you're like no 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 it was Russian I was really I can't remember I was really excited to you don't remember anything you don't remember anything I can't remember but it was terrible damn it, it was like it burned a lot it burned a lot yeah that's terrible. upsetting yeah. That yeah. that's bad. You Shout out to all yeah. college vodka. Yeah, yeah, we exactly. are not sponsored by you. No, but who we are sponsored by is um the young uh Drake. Yes, you, Drake from the yeah. six Drake. It's a surprise yeah. to us too, but Drake reached out. He was like, Hey, I heard you're following me on Twitter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I wanna True. be down with the poetry gods. So like, you know, it's been really nice ever since then. You yeah. know, it's been all um OVO chains and you yes. know, Rihanna parties. Yeah. So we're on a group text. And we're very yeah. grateful. Um, we're so grateful. I know that's important to you. Gratitude. Uh, I listen to views. Although at <laughs> the Breakbeats Poetry Gods reading last month, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> if you're listening to this, Idris Goodwin's unpopular opinion was yeah. Drake. That's I just don't get it. Yeah. I just don't really get the Drake thing. That was like a salt factory. <laughs> <laughs> So, you so you should reach out to Idris. And because yeah. he doesn't get your vibes. And you know, like, it's okay. Not everyone's going to get the vibes. Uh, <laughs> but you know, um, we also, thank you, Drake, are going to get into our segment, our yeah. wonderful segment uh, referred to as What's, what's on Your, your Mind? mind. <laughs> Jose, you want to tell us what's on your mind? I do. Uh, what's on my mind is, I think. Uh, I mean, I don't think... I, 
I need to apologize to uh, uh. to Nas <laughs> and, uh, and DLC. Hey, uh, that's uh, very well done. <laughs> Humility. It's been a long yeah. road here. <laughs> and you know anybody else who I might have dissed? Uh, this this is why, and this is why. You know what I mean? It's one thing to apologize, but let me tell you why. Talk about uh, it. I was at a conversation with Natalie Diaz at Poets House. Shout out to Natalie Diaz. Natalie's incredible. Um, And she was explaining, she was like, my number one thing that I tell poets is don't be a dickhead. Uh, (laughs) And then she explained, she was like, I had a student come up to me and and the student was like, did you see so-and-so published four poems in such and such a place? And then the student was like, yeah, they were trash. And Natalie was like, then why'd you read them? Like, just... And why'd you tell me? Like, just let it... Like, if that's the case, like, just don't tell me. Like, have have some sort of, like, grace to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, in that moment when she said that, you know what I mean? I was like, damn, that's... I'm, like, kind of that student <laughs> who, who showed up with, with these Nile songs. Like, yo, you see these Nile songs? They're trash. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, Nas, I'm sorry. Uh, I will... Try. I will not be a dickhead. I'm trying not. I won't be a dickhead. That's 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 my goal with this part. I think it's easy when you have a platform to be like, oh, you know, I'm gonna say mm. some wild shit and da, 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 and that's not that's not and that's not wise. That's not who I am. You know what I mean? And so, uh, thank you, Natalie Diaz, for for Shout saying that. Natalie Shout out to Diaz. Natalie Diaz. And yeah, Drake. Well, not Drake. I love Drake. I never, I never did Drake, to be clear. Uh, but Nas and DOC. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm sure this is not the end of it for me. But you know, I apologize. You know, and, but uh, wait, but Nas is not like an upstart rapper. I don't. I don't feel like what happened with Natalie Diaz is what exactly yeah. you did. Not with at Nas, all. You know, I feel like Nas and this discussion of who are the best MCs. Ever is an ongoing discussion mm-hmm. that many people have contributed to, oh, sure. and you are reacting to that. You know, that's and fair. Everyone's allowed their their sincerest opinions. You know, what I you're mean? allowed your sincere opinions. What I'm saying is that I didn't necessarily need to vocalize that opinion. You know, what <laughs> but I'm you saying? also like, did not need to. It's I don't know. Like, like, I didn't know this about you until you said it. What about all the disparaging comments about New York and Los Angeles <laughs> and, and Wyoming and Wyoming? Uh, you know, I love that. Yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, here's the thing, fam. Like, for real, like, I could tell you believed what you said, but it was also very playful, you know? You weren't saying it to, like, you know, get in with Natalie Diaz and talk shit about this person, which I think that person was, you know what I mean? Like, like, oh, let's, like, kiki over, like, how terrible this person is because they Mm. think that's what, you know, kinship and friendship is. Mm -hmm. And it's like, actually, fam, that's really not what it's founded on. You know, you might have seen me kiki about someone being trash, because they were trash. But that's not what this friendship is. is. And mm. I think that's what the student was doing, was like, oh, I'm getting good with old girl, talking shit about this other person. Mm. You were saying something that you knew people would try to come for your neck about. And you were like, look, did. it's just hey, true. Shout out to everybody you. that uh, yeah. came from my neck. And I think, like, the coming for your neck aspect of it, like, those were very fun days on social media. <laughs> I have to admit... <laughs> Fun for who? For me. Yeah. I was gonna say not fun for me. Did, My Facebook wait. was a disaster for a day. I thought you were having fun. I was kind of having fun. Okay, That's right. so I was enjoying myself. There it is. I mean, I knew you were. So, like, <laughs> so I, all all that to say is, you know what I mean? I I think you felt bad because you thought you'd really hurt people with that, but you didn't. That's fair. And you, you didn't think that people would be like, 
oh yeah, you're right, Nas is trash. You know, like you I mean, kind of knew that you were, you both like you also inspired people to come out in support of Nas in a way that true. you thought they were. That's you weren't true. trying to like throw somebody under the bus. That's no. true. People have been in my text messages like, yo, thank you. <laughs> Secretly, I've been I've been thinking that Nas is overrated wow. for years. And you said so, it. So here's the thing, right? I don't, I don't think you did happened. a bad thing, Jose. <laughs> okay. I was just, yeah. to me, I was like, hmm. This, Am I that guy? This vibrated in a type sure. of way. You yeah. know what I mean? And so, I, I, you know, I, in that moment, I was like, hmm, maybe I, like, need to, like, watch how Ooh. I, hmm. you know what I mean? Because people listen to the podcast. Shout out to everybody who listens to the podcast. Word, you know yo. But, yo, I, I feel like, uh, I don't know, man. Like, they listen for you. And disliking Nas is a part of you. Mm-hmm. Whether you, you know, are... It's a burden you must carry. <laughs> but Nas is a poet. But Nas is a so poet. So if we're talking about the gracious giving. True. And this new platform that you have. True. You could have shitted on him less. That's true. That's that what I'm saying. That's 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 it. That's that's what I'm saying. That's it. You know what I mean? That's that's why I agree. Yes. I agree with Mohammed. And I think it's really funny that you're getting all these texts on the back end. Ain't nobody put that up on their page. Though. I'm saying. Because they're not willing to get that heat. Well, yeah, but they, they, you, they want you to be the martyr. Mm-hmm. I don't buy it, bro. I don't like yeah. it. Take, I... take back your life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> Although I love that Natalie Diaz story. Yeah. If you're a young poet or an old poet, know or that old poet. Yo, no, there's no insult that's gonna make you a better writer. No. Period. No. There's no disparaging someone in order to be a better writer. It doesn't mm-hmm. work that way. You I ain't hope you don't do that. I hope you're gracious to the people around you. That competitive spirit, I think we really believe as artists and poets specifically that we can't uplift each other without taking shine away from ourselves. You yeah. know, it's like the pretty girl complex. I can be yeah. the only pretty girl in the room. Mm. Can't nobody else be the pretty girl. Or I can be like, you know, the tough person that fights everybody. Can't nobody else be tougher than me. Like that mm. idea that yeah. only one can exist. We all, I mean, I don't mean to get on, you know, preachy and stuff, but no, no, talk dude, about we're all dope. Like we're literally dope for different reasons. And mm. just because someone doesn't shout out like my poem for the day or mm-hmm. your poem on NPR or right, right. your poem that got published don't make you any less dope. Yeah. Yeah. It just means those who really applaud you, they got you no matter what. Yeah. And that's how you like fortify your circle. That's how you get better. Mm. It's not like, oh, you only support me when I'm winning. You support right. me because you know that I'm trying to be better. Yeah. But if you like, you get published everywhere and you're a dick, I don't care what your poems do. You don't feed your kids, bad. I don't care what your poems do. Yeah. You like kick strollers over on the sixth trip. <laughs> I don't care about your poems. You know what I'm saying? I don't care. Your hands of rent don't move me. Like, no. So what? Look at that, that kid's moving down the, the train. Like, that baby gone. <laughs> that baby gone. And I think we've talked about this before, but I feel like competition is a beautiful thing and you distort it and poison it if your mode of competition is wanting others to be worse than you so yeah. that you can be the you know king or queen mm-hmm. of the mediocre party mm-hmm. and people hey. don't people don't play that all the way out so as opposed to saying oh my god the that is unbelievable party. and the competition i feel is in support of this beautiful poem that i see by this other person that has asked me to raise my own level and mm-hmm. asked me to be more present and asked me to write. And, you know, I think that that exists in Poetry Slam. Hmm. But, you know, no, I think a lot of people everywhere. who came yeah, through Poetry Slam. Well, I think a lot of people yeah. who came through Poetry Slam and came out non-dysfunctional as hmm. community members 
had to grapple with a tangible understanding of what competitiveness was for them mm -hmm. and what that meant, what it meant about them and, mm -hmm. and what it didn't mean about them. And where the it lives in, it in their body. Yeah. Cause like, I remember like, not to cut you off. I'm mm -hmm. sorry. Okay. Please. Um, but I remember just being like at Cupsy in 2012 before I was like, you know, what? I'm not going to slam no more. It was after that. I was like, I'm done. I can't do that anymore. It was like, I just remember like, we won, you know? Mm. We won the shit. And the year before, I was the alternate's alternate, you know? Mm. And, like, I got to win with my best friend in my hometown, mm. you know? And everyone was really mean to us, mm. you know? And, and it was also because we had, like, a very, you know, repulsive sociopathic coach, but I didn't know that at the time. Praise Brown, baby Jesus for getting you out. You know, I'm saying, and I remember, like, that man met my father, and my mm. father said, Aziza, that's a sick man. Wow. On first, on, on sight. Because my dad, yo, he's from the Bronx, yep. and he's nobody's fool, and you know? Knows. And he knows. And, like, he was like, that's that's a disturbed man. Mm. Like, you got to get out of there. And it, it just felt like, I remember walking into one room after we won, and I had, like, my little punk sangria in an In-N-Out cup, and I was, like, walking around with Michelle Jackson. <laughs> Shout out to Michelle Jackson. Uh, always saving my life. Just finished her first year. I'm saying! As a screenwriting ass, Shonda Rhimes ass, USC baddie. Yo, and it's good shit too. Mm. Like, ah, she's killing it. Um, but we walked in this one room, and there there were many people in the room who today, like, I'm like, yo, I, I fucked with you, but at the time, and it, it's that thing, it was hard to shake. They they just stared at me silently, and they didn't tell me to come in the room. They nope. didn't tell me to sit. Mm -mm. They were just like, oh, as if they were just talking shit. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow. Mm -hmm. Okay, you know what I mean? And and I remember I got back to New York after all that. And I was in the this one building and I just I kind of stopped talking mm. like for the week. I don't remember saying a word unless mm. like it was mandatory to mm. say a word or my parents called me. Um and I was sitting and drawing and my teacher, I was there like five hours early before class. And my teacher, Sybil Cooksey, shout out to Sybil Cooksey, you know, other black Cali girl. She mm -hmm. came up to me and she's like, what's wrong with you? I was like, what do you mean? She's like, you've been sitting here and you haven't said a word wow. for five hours. And I, and I realized I was like, I'm, I'm petrified to speak, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's what this shit can do if it's done irresponsibly. That's right. You know? It's dangerous. It is. It's dangerous. I don't think that we realize how important inclusion is mm -hmm. until we go to those forms. And like slam, even though it's like a definitive decision <clears throat> on who you are as a a poet, right? Yeah. I did the air air quotes. <laughs> but it's like it's like the instant moment where you know how they feel about your work. Mm -hmm. And because it's slam, it's also I'm performing, so there's a part of me that's on stage, so obviously you feel this way about me. Yeah. And I don't think that we realize like it is it is a mind fuck. Yeah. It is a mind fuck if you go into slam believing that everything that you do on stage and that score um um mean the same thing that they meet yeah. they don't meet they don't meet they, there's very few moments where they do meet uh -huh. mm -hmm. the moment it meets is when you tune into the poem and you leave that stage feeling free yeah and the other moment is when someone comes up to you and tell you that they that you changed them yeah mm -hmm. not winning no right not having quotables if you for the fucking good. instagram <laughs> for the facebook right. for the twitter that's great that's like right. The viral you know, shit. That's peaches and cream type shit. Yeah. But that ain't gonna keep you breathing. No. That's not gonna remind you that you are worthy when you're by yourself. Well. What reminds you is how free you felt when you left that stage. Yeah. And when that person came up crying yeah. or holding your hand or saying thank you, they never had the, the, the means to articulate it. Yeah. That's it. 
So that's why it's it's dangerous because we understand what's um uh what's 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 at stake. Yeah. And we just like minimize it. Like, oh yeah, you know, slams, scores, ah. Fuck a slam. I don't care about slam. That's why I do it so much now because I can give a fuck. Because it's less about slam. I'm trying to save bodies. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If I can get 300 speakers to change a room's energy in three minutes or less. And that's what it is. Just some Malcolm X shit. That's what it is. Because, and this is what I think is like always been true about your hustle and your work, Mahogany, is that it's been about curating to the end of changing space. Right, like I remember, um, and I guess this can be what's on my mind. So, Go ahead. what's, on, on, what's my mind. on your mind? <laughs> um, so, me and me and Mahogany were at AWP, you know, and we were uh, at I forget what booth it was at for the Black Poets Speak Out. Mm-hmm. Um, but in AWP, right, we were in the convention center, we're LA's at the Poets House booth. There Shout out is. to them. Thank you, Poets House. When like, I tell you, my word, yo. Anybody else would have called called the like little security team? Actually. Us. Actually, and, and Poets like House, right? <laughs> because Poets House, like, is white, and Poets House is down the ride. I think very much so. Um, but yeah, I remember in the convention center, right? Like the setup in the room with all the books, the book fair. There's no windows. There's just one set of doors, really, and it's like a building that hasn't been renovated since the '80s, mm. for real, for real. And so, it, and with like you know the fucking ugly lights, like it's an intimidating space, mm-hmm, really. It's mm-hmm. a space that doesn't call you to be emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember walking in. Because Nabi was like, we got to go to this event. We got to go. I'm like, okay, yeah, we do. And so we get there, and there's like this, you know, entire enclosure of poets Mm. saying these poems Mm. that are very, like, from the gut, like, really trying to save someone, you know, themselves. Mm. And then, like, you know, we all, like, most of us got to read, and we were passing out, y'all were passing out this literature that was like, we will not be silent while the state sanctions our murders, mm-hmm. you know? And then, like, we huddled up very close, which was hard. It was a lot of people. And, you know, started saying names. Mm-hmm. Like, I, who was saying Amanda Johnston. Amanda Johnston. <clears throat> Co-founder and yeah. organizer of Black Poets Speak Out, my sister. Amazing. About that life. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And, and the way she was speaking, mm-hmm. like, me... Everyone was weeping. Yeah. Because she was saying these names, names I had never heard before. That's right. Like, black-ass names, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and in equal measure, I was like, our culture is vibrant and amazing and beautiful and duplicate names. And mm-hmm. and these people are gone. Mm-hmm. And then we all with went no outside. With no fanfare. Yeah. With no memes. Yeah. With, with, with no, no, uh, we don't even have um, newspaper articles about their death about the justice system who's been found guilty nothing it's like fucking smoke yeah Mm. it was like smoke so yeah the gravity is real it is real and like i remember my friend christian Mm -hmm. right so she's she would not call herself a poet right Mm -hmm. she does write you know poems but she's like she understands like oh you've dedicated your life to this and i do this when i want Mm. um and she's very respectful about that Mm -hmm. and she's you know veterinarian i'm not you know i'm like i like pets sometimes and Mm -hmm. she's like i like pets all the time (laughs) and um and she was standing there and she came up to me after and and christian like shout out to christian been my friend since i was like 10 and um you know she's a very personal person like she doesn't like to express emotion in public she was weeping and she was like oh fuck she was like um i can't help but think about chasen who's her little brother, who's like 6'6", six, six, mm. you know, skinny, beautiful black man. And she's like, you know, he got arrested the other day for 
not having his registration papers in the glove compartment or it was just in some other part of the car and like he wasn't arrested but they cuffed him and made him sit on the side of the road and she was like this is crazy and he's like a student at usc you know lives at home was driving home and she's like i just it could have happened and I don't know. And I had to tell her, I was like, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if I know that. Mm-hmm. Right. But you decide it. You're like, just don't, I'm not, I don't even want to hear this, yeah. you know? Um, but the space that you created made the convention center an emotional space, which was really wild to me, and then made the outside patio with the sun like a saving grace mm-hmm. of the space. We went out there and we sang like the theme song, the Martin, mm-hmm. the Proud Family, and we're just singing and dancing and going like, I don't know, but fuck it, like fuck it, we get to come here and talk about books. Jubilee, fucking Lee, yeah. man. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you. Like that shit is. I mean, that's the only thing. Like, if we're still here, if we're still mm-hmm. fortunate enough to be here. Mm-hmm. We got to do that work and then the work of, like, dancing until it doesn't hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever brings you joy. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. They go together. I like this uh-huh. room. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah. Courtesy of Jose. Every time. Now I'm gay. Little, little Nas hater brought the <laughs> <laughs> See you. See can you I, Can there. I just say one more thing? Uh, oh, doing that good work. <laughs> This uh, this does not have to do with Nas. Oh. I hope I never have to talk about Nas again. Never. Uh. I'm gonna have him call you. Oh hey. And then what? <laughs> and then I'll be like, look, man. I... You are gonna be like, I know I can. <laughs> <laughs> I will not. I refuse. I, I stand by that. If you want a song, I'll be where I want to be. I know I can with the podcast. Be listen, what I want to be. Listen to Hot Cheetos and Takis. Oh Don't God. listen to I know I can. That corny ass song. I, I may say that song is corny as hell. I think that's okay. Alright. Anyway, uh, the conversation that y'all are having, you know, part of the thing um, that I talk about with other poets sometimes that I think about myself is like this false idea of competition that y'all are talking about, yeah. right? And, and how you really can't get caught up in like who's winning what and like mm. who. Because it, it can't, you know what I mean? Like, we're all on social media. Like, you do see people's names pop up and pop up and pop up. Mm-hmm. And it, and if you allow yourself to get into that frame, you can be like, yo, I'm losing. You know what I'm uh, saying? Uh, mm. And and I think at that point, then it's true. Then you have lost. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because you, uh. you're relying on outside validation. You know what I mean? Like, you, I, I think that really... I mean, this, you know, going back to what, so Natalie Diaz, she was like, I was part of real competitions, you know what I mean? She played Mm -hmm. basketball professionally. She was like, I know what real competition is. And so when I'm like, in, when I'm writing poems, it's not, it's not competition. It's Mm -hmm. something else. It's Mm -hmm. that thing that y'all are talking about where it's like, I'm in the room, I'm trying to build pathways that don't exist. I'm trying to create within language, doors and things that aren't there right now. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I, I just, every time that I like get frustrated about where I'm at, I just like sit back and I'm like, all right, I'm not in competition with any of these folks. Like, in fact, these are the people that I love the most that I want to, I want them to win. You know what I mean? Like I want them to win as much as I want to win. You know what I'm saying? And it's not either or, you know what I mean? Like we can all, we can all be up here. You know what I mean? But we're not. Hmm. Why not? 
that's not how it works. Right. The, the reality is we are all not in the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Hamilton song, mm-hmm. want to be in the room. There's <laughs> so much space for mm-hmm. all of us to be in the room. Mm-hmm. It's dope that you can think like that, but the mm-hmm. reality is you have to win a thing mm-hmm. for people to see you. Mm-hmm. We don't just celebrate each other because you know it's gracious and it's giving, and that's how we continue to create and 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 create legacies and build houses and build homes and build yeah. friendships. That's not. I mean, it should be that dope. It should be like that fucking utopic. Yeah. It should be lemonade. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. did you see them going out into the garden together? They sure. wasn't like, how many corns you pick, bitch? Not- <laughs> <laughs> they was like, we gonna feed each other, right? <laughs> so, I'm saying, I watched the video. Y'all how many corns you But I'm just saying, like, yeah, yeah. I want it to be what you're saying it is. And I think in small pockets... Mm. It exists, yeah. But I think overall, it doesn't. Mm. I think that uh, that mean girl shit is rampant, and oh, we absolutely. never were able to like get rid of that out of high school. People just took it. What they started in middle school being mm. assholes, <laughs> and they perfected it in high school, and now it's real life, and they're still high schoolers. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's why the key keying happens, right? Yeah. And and the whole idea of shade is funny. Yeah, it's funny. When it's not a mixed company, yeah, but shade in your house. somebody walk in or on Twitter and they realize, oh, you talking about me? Shit, my whole life sucks. Right. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. we just want to be accepted. I mean, yeah. it's a catch twenty two. Yeah. It is because we shouldn't take it that seriously. But mm. it's so much stuff pulling us apart, specifically right. as poets of color. Yeah, mm-hmm. that when I see other poets of color tearing each other down it breaks i'm like yo don't i being at the new eureka for as long as i have even though there are people i do not like and it is clear Mm. i don't rock with you it's it's for a personal reason probably Mm. if i don't like their poem i'll say yo don't like their poem may not be for me but everybody deserves to be here i always we need Mm. you need a gateway just because you don't move me don't mean you don't move somebody Mm. yeah no i hear that i'm also thinking about though like how ephemeral awards and shit are. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like, like if you're always just chasing awards, award, and that's what you rely on for your self-esteem and your sense yeah. of, like, self-worth. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm, I'm speaking for myself personally. Right. You know what I mean? Like, then, then I'm just going to feel terrible all the time. You know what mm. I mean? Because even yeah. if... I won every award in the fucking world. That's still like once a month that I'd be feeling good. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it has to be something. It's a fleeting. Deeper, thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. It has to be something. Yeah, it's fleeting, and it's always something that you're chasing. It's not something that you can hold on to for mm-hmm. any given amount of time. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. like for me, what's what's helped me sort of like learn and and be like whatever grace I have within this community. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That I'm like so grateful for i'm so grateful i get to sit in a room like this you know what i mean like it's because i've learned to to honor like to as far as i can honor my own stories and honor myself and my own progress you know what i mean and to sort of own my own journey that way you know what i'm saying and to not have to rely on like whether or not uh certain magazines publish my shit or not you know what i'm saying right I want to piggyback on that for my what's on your mind. Hey, what's, what's on your mind, mind? John? Uh, because I, I think journey is the word that's on my mind. Mm. And we talked two episodes ago about, A, the necessity for memorization was my unpopular <laughs> opinion. Uh, and then, <laughs> as a tool. But as then tool. we flipped as that and, and, and 
during know, the episode. spoke about during the episode this idea of hyper memorization, mm-hmm. where people aren't memorizing the words, but they're attempting to memorize emotions, which yeah. you can't memorize. You can't go in front of an audience and say, "This is when I'm supposed to be angry." You're either angry or you're not angry. Yeah. You're either sad or you're not sad. You're there or you're not there. And we talked about the danger of fake tears, and mm-hmm. I think. Part of that is because crying is one of the most beautiful things we do as a people. So to yeah. fake cry is, of course, one of the ugliest things we can mm. do. Ugh. You know? <laughs> um, so manipulative. Yeah. But I also you know, left that and am more and more conscious of the ways in which opinions enter the public sphere via social media. And you know, I say that impersonally. I'm not speaking about one particular person or calling somebody out for fake crying. Uh, and I'm conscious of the fact that every statement that reaches the world then has this shame radius and is made available to be used. Mm-hmm. However, you know, so people might listen to this podcast and be like, oh man, I really, really like what Aziza said and that is going to make me grow. Or you could take the exact same statement and be like, oh God, I think Aziza is saying that and it's true about me, me. and yeah. I will use it now as a weapon against myself yeah. to become more yeah. uh, stunted and impotent towards growth. And of right. course that's not something that we can regulate. But if you feel that it might have happened or that it has the potential to have been that thing, you want to amend it. Well, this yeah. is what I want to offer uh, because I also recognize that I have a journey as we all have journeys and I don't cosign Right when you grow past a, a, something that you think is not serving you anymore, all of a sudden flipping and talking shit about the people who do what exactly. you used to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and it's so messy. to put, you know, my audio where my mouth is, all right, all right. I'm going to give you a 15 second snippet oh, from my uh, poetry <laughs> spoken word CD that came out in 2008. And I want you to really pay attention to how much this dude sounds like he's trying to cry in the studio. Internet, this is is an exclusive. (laughs) This is not exclusive. exclusive. Very exclusive. This is a, you know, world premiere. I got a Snapchat. (laughs) (laughs) Just Yeah, but I just don't, I don't want you to hear the whole poem. But Yo, just turn like, the volume up. And right here, I'll stand erect with my dreams as sorrowful streams of individuals cope with their own definitions thrust upon them by the place that they reside in. But how can you improve a project that you don't have any pride in? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yo. Uh, how can you improve a project <laughs> that, that you, you don't, don't have, have any pride in? <laughs> you know? And uh, you I that, felt that. Know? And I want to say, I, that. I like that stage in my journey. Yeah. You know, and if that's where you're at, then that's where you're at. And I urge you to continue on your mm-hmm. journey. And I will also say, and this goes back to our guest today, uh, and this idea of newcomers into a scene who get, you know, kind of, uh, dis- like, I don't know, like, talked shit about or destroyed as a way of entering into a scene. Mm-hmm. Getting jumped You in. never mm-hmm. forget the people... <laughs> who were kind to you. And I will never forget that CD came out along with a chat book. It was called Being Human Being. I walked into the Urbana Poetry Slam right after I got uh, the shipments in the mail. Mm -hmm. Mahogany Brown is sitting at the bar with Kristen O'Keefe Aptowicz. 
I'm a little geeked they can see it, and I'm, this is still, I mean, they're still like this to me, but, you know, we weren't friends at this time, and, but I was like, yeah, I, uh, you know, I got my chapbooks in, and both of them purchased one. They wow. both congratulated me and purchased the first two copies that I had, <laughs> and nice. they didn't have to do that at mm-hmm. the time, and I literally never forgot it. Wow. I, like, never forgot it, and almost Anytime I see a young poet who has a chapbook, I'm like, yo, let me cop that. Yeah. Yeah. And I read it, and I definitely am like, congratulations, because that's a really big deal. Yeah. And so, thank you. You know, you're yeah, here on yeah. the podcast. That's a great memory. Yeah. I don't even remember that. Oh, <laughs> and then, Mahogany. I did, find the, I did find the book. The other there, is, uh, there is also a video deep on YouTube of Mahogany covering a poem from the chapbook. Because that's my shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's all about masturbation. Same one I read at the Scion. <laughs> I did that poem, and I got a lot of hits for that. Woo. The poem has received a lot of traction. That one. Yeah. 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 You know, I, got, I, got a lot tr- of I think there are some views. truths embedded in that poem. You know? <laughs> Facts. Yeah. Uh, That's my favorite, though. So, this, you know, concludes the first half as we transfer over to Mahogany Brown, who will What's now ask. Mind? Yeah, yeah I'm who will now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's oh, on my mind? We miscommunicated. Oh, <laughs> I just, I was like, where are we gonna go? <laughs> What's the thing? Yeah, no. I was getting too cute. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm getting too high strung. I need to calm down. I moved to coffee, so this is problematic. It's different. It is different out here. Should have just had water. <laughs> Things that are on my mind. What's on your mind? Um, so I came in here ready to discuss. The inappropriate mishandling of DOC. Because <laughs> I am from California. True. Firstly. Mm-hmm. First the fuck all. Um, <laughs> I live in Brooklyn now. But DOC has been imperative in my growth. Mm. And my linguistics and learning. Mm. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> Sir. Okay. Oh no. But you already did the apology so I'm not going to go back. I'm going to uh, go Ooh. forward. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what that was. That was a wipe the sweat off my brow. <laughs> um, and I think our conversation really put a lot on my mind, uh, just a, about like the type of community I want to leave. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think I'm gonna be here forever. And there are moments. Every time I try to walk away, I'm like, okay, I've done enough. I'm done enough. I see something happen. And a young person is like shaken hmm. to to the point that it's it's the moment where they could go like you know and and not good or bad as in there's only one way of being but like you can see their their minds hmm I could see them changing their mind about who to become hmm. and I just don't want them to think that uh it's it's always got to be this way because if it is like there is no hope for my daughter there is mm. no hope for the students that we work with with urban word nyc there is mm. no hope you know and all of these poems are for not mm. um and i i could not live in a world where that is truth mm. so i stay even though i um put myself in harm's way because you know people are not kind and they think because you're here so long that there's so much that you can take you can take more than anyone else and my humanity hasn't changed in like my tolerance for you know being mistreated (laughs) it's just that I know how to not look at things or I know how to come back or I know what they really mean Mm -hmm. and so intent and impact become different for me um so that is what is on my mind is uh even how I treat 
others. You know, sometimes I could be a little cold, mm-hmm. um, but I, I think that's me trying to save them um, from when I'm not cold. Like when you want this heat, then it's mm-hmm. a different person, and that's very much the California in me. Yeah. Um, so I want to be kind to myself and be kind to others and not be mm, desensitized. Mm-hmm desensitized to the process so like listening to poets like you and listening to you guys uh unpack not just craft but like humanity really gives me like um hope gives me promise Mm. Uh, michelle obama for 2020 that's what's on my mind. That's what's on my mind. All that comes down to yeah. Michelle right. Obama. <laughs> With the Lemonade as a soundtrack. Yo, that's facts. That's facts. If she sung Lemonade, one of the tracks off of Lemonade for the inaugural poem. Oh. Beyonce could be, could be If she sung Freedom for the inaugural poem. Woo. <laughs> K-Dot came through. Woo. And sat at her feet. <laughs> uh, I, I like your vision, man. Thank you. Yeah, yo. So maybe California is a good place to start. Okay. okay. Uh, so far back. Is that where you started writing? Yep, yep. I started in uh, 1998. Mm-hmm. I um, watched Love Jones. Yes. <laughs> that was, did that do it? That was it. You wow. watched it and you were like, I gotta be a poet. I, know, I, was, I watched it and I was like, oh, this is amazing. Hmm. And then my aunt said, oh, there's a spot like this already. You should, let's go. And so we went and I just watched and I was like, that's fresh. Mm. Wow. And I saw this girl. What was her name? Her name was Big Red. Wow. Oh, that's awesome. That's and she name. was a red bone, light skin, red hair, freckles. Um, definitely looked like family. Mm-hmm. And she started this poem where she had this very soft voice. I'm going to drink some of this brown. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do that. So I can mimic it. <laughs> <laughs> Her soft voice was like, and I loved you. And, you know, I saw the sun, the moon, the stars, the quasars, all that beautiful shit. And then, like, literally the last stanza was like, and motherfucker, you cheated on me. I put money on your books. I put <laughs> on your suit. And I was like, yo, how you do this? What is <laughs> this is poetry? I got that. I got that. Yeah, I did because I had thought, you know. That was the original Lemonade. That, yeah. I, did, I just didn't have, like, all of, you know, Love Jones inspired me, but I didn't have all that love in me at that moment. I was like, thanks. But seeing her, it was like, oh, you could talk about the good and the bad. Yeah. And you could use your own native tongue. You didn't have mm-hmm. to, like, right? Because I was, I was brought up in high school, like, um, what was it? Honors English reading. Frost and Keats right, right, and Frost. Shakespeare and, and those Holy are great shit. if you yeah. have an entry into it. Yeah. But if all you know is the hood, it's very hard to enter those poems. Yeah. And those poets work. So I didn't give a fuck about poetry. Mm-hmm. And then I saw Love Jones and I thought, oh maybe, but not for me, because you know, I don't love like that. Mm-hmm. And then I saw her and I said, Well, I do got some shit to talk about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so my aunt dared me. She's like, Me and you gonna both Write a poem and we'll share it next week at the open wow. mic. Whoa. Yes, wow. Auntie. My aunt, aunt Penny. Shout out. Yes, Aunt Penny. Shout yep. out. Aunt, aunt Penny, Penny definitely looked real. like Penny too. It was very really? weird. She had that Janet Jackson look. Though. I aunt Penny that. hooked up uh, the world. No, for yeah. real. Yo, y'all owe her a fruit basket. No, edible. Yeah. But she, I also have her poor. I have her poor ass. You know, disposition. Sure. Like my attitude definitely comes from her. We will send her a fruit She's basket a from the poetry guy. No, for real. She's a boss. So we said, okay, next week, poem. And we get there, and she says, okay, sign up. And I sign up. I'm like, all right, you sign up. She's like, I didn't write anything. And oh. then she went and sat down. Oh. And I was like, 
She tricked you. Got tricked. You got tricked. Yo, um, straight blade. Um, straight blade. She pulled the double pump. She's like, genius though. Wow. And so I was like, well, I did this damn poem. Could she see that this was something that that you needed that you you could like be? Huh. President, like, did Probably. she see that for you? you think I don't she know, saw cause she's an actress, right? Mm. She used to act in plays. Wow. Um, that's that's what she does, um, like at the Black Rep theaters. Oh, and, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's a, always a, it was a part of her anyway. So I don't even know why she played me like that, honestly. But she did. She was like, Nah, I'm not doing it. But you're gonna huh. do it. Enjoy. Huh. <laughs> and I was just like, That's classic Auntie Moore. I feel like you that would also do that. when you say that that's you your know? best position. <laughs> I can't uh, see mahogany being like that. <laughs> we're going skydiving this summer, and I feel like there's a chance that you're gonna be like, all right, no, I'm not going. No, no, I'm going. Okay. Yeah. All right. no, I've no. jumped off of three cliffs. Yeah. You know what I mean? 38 feet, 35 feet, like Puerto Rico, wow. Jamaica twice. Like, that, That's I don't awesome. mind. Hawaii once. The YMA. I, I didn't mean to call out that you, you wouldn't. Not you know, you I, no, what I'm, I meant I'm is going to skydive you with would you, potentially put <laughs> into a position. It's going to be me and you. <laughs> It'll be us in tandem and we'll be like, wait, that we're not instructors. So the poem was not good. I need to be clear. Okay. Uh, that poem was bad. I found it and I was like, yeah, I sounded horrible. Yeah. But I believed in it and I wrote yeah. a poem about a man catcalling me mm-hmm. and me not being interested because I was trying to work on my relationship. Mm-hmm. And I got a standing ovation. Wow. You remember any lines? Nope. I don't. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. But it was really, it was one of those, you know, it was like, it was a poem. It was it was a thing that you do when you were like, you know, trying to do the A-B-A-B rhyme scheme. Sure. And, and it did what it needed to do, which is introduce me to the microphone, mm-hmm. introduce me to a world that I didn't know that I deserved, mm-hmm. which is a world that listened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm from a community where it was like, you're a child, be quiet. If you're yeah. a, a black girl child, be quiet and mm-hmm. invisible, right? Mm-hmm. Forever. For always. Yeah. Thanks, America. <laughs> so getting up on stage and them not telling me to shut up was wow. fucking phenomenal. I never I never anticipated that would be my life. So, word. Standing ovation every week thereafter, I would write two poems. That's and I would come and I shared one of them. Um, and then I started going by mahogany in my third, fourth week because I had someone follow me home. And they followed me. They, they couldn't tell where I parked so they asked, like, the local hopheads, like, yo. And they asked me about my, you know, my, my father's name, um, which I no longer rep that set. Mm-hmm. But they asked, they were like, where is she? And they're like, oh, yeah, she lived right down the street because Oakland is small. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, I can't go, I can't do that. Yeah. I have to, I have, to have some space for me to go home because even then it was like, you're going to get hurt. You know what I'm saying? I lived, I lived on Helen Street. In West Oakland before it became Emeryville. Shout out to gentrification. Nope. Um, and I just knew that you will get murked. Like I have uncles who are who are looking for reasons to practice. Wow. Um, so that's where Mahogany was born. Uh, four weeks into my writing career, hmm. and you know, in in an attempt to keep my daughter safe, she was yeah. only a year old. Wow. Mari was twelve months old. Yep. Mari. 
so that was my introduction to poetry. Um, I then started working with the Punani Poets. Mm-hmm. Um, Who are the Punani Poets? Punani Poets is a safe sex poetry troupe um, uh, collaborating with singers and mm-hmm. exotic dancers um, in order to have discussions with community about you know, HIV and mm. AIDS. And at that time, it was a response to Easy es death mm. uh, founded by Jessica um, Holter. Are they still doing it? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they still do it. They they were the original poetry on HBO. So, you know, yeah. that was the first HBO special. Um, Real the sex. The Poets. Real sex, yep. And then they just cut it and added, to, added it to different segments. So, um, yeah, they've been doing it since 1998. Mm. Wow. So, yeah. And women run, you know, all people of color. And really trying to have that discussion because she was, you know, a fan of Easy E and hip hop and, and she understood that people didn't need to be talked down to. Yeah. So, you know, you, you give them the sweet and then you trick them with the medicine. Yeah. Mm. Very Mary Poppins. Yeah. Very Mary Poppins. <laughs> she was the trillest one yeah. to do it. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know, the suitcase and everything. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so that ended um, for me. And I came to New York in 1999. What prompts you to come to New York? I got an internship at Double XL. Fly. Um, wow. And I was in love with the idea of writing for a living. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, I was writing poems on the side. I was like a sprint operator. Mm-hmm. So when you called your know, cell phone, like 311 and 411, it would go to me. Wow. And I would tell you like what movie was playing. And <laughs> it was before, you know, like the intro. It was just phone. the straight up operator. Me. That's right. People used to call the operator. Oh, yep. wow. Yeah, yep. yeah, I remember that. Yeah. They just said zero. You don't remember that. You're so young. Stop it. No, I, I genuinely I, I, don't I, remember that. Yeah, yeah. I, know. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely called the operator and be like, yo, what's the number to the Pizza Hut? Yep. Well, there were so many good tricks you could do because you could hit star 67. Yep. And then you would not have your caller ID show up. Yep. If uh, you were going to prank someone. Call somebody. I knew about that. Yep. And if you didn't hit that. star 67 and tried to prank, I did a few prank phone calls. In my day, in Cincinnati, shout out to all of my teachers in oh fifth God. and sixth grade who got prank phone calls. Oh my God! I love you. Know, that, I love you, Mrs. Cannell, if you're still around. My bad. Uh, <laughs> but if you didn't prank hit star sixty-seven, they could hit star sixty-nine, and you'd have this exchange right where they'd be like, "You just pranked me," but then they wouldn't have anything to say after that. Yeah. What they didn't know who they were talking to, so right. you'd just be like, "No, I didn't." Uh, and then you'd have to sit there. I was a sprint operator. I was working at the Children's Hospital for Oak for Oakland, mm-hmm. and. Um, I was working as an editor for Roots Magazine. It was like this mm-hmm. mom and pop spot type of thing uh, run by this this uh, young man. No shout outs to him. Okay. Because um, I learned a lot of, you know, misogyny from him. I learned, oh. uh, I was reminded, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Black Pussy was the poem that I did for HBO, Real mm-hmm. Sex, and with the Punani Poets. And it was a joke. It was my idea of, because I didn't understand sex poetry. Mm-hmm. But Jessica was like, you have this voice, you should rock with us. And I was like, yeah, I'll try. But then Black Pussy was like the poem that I created to make fun of them. And like, this is how you sound. You sound not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and then people loved it. It was oh, like, God. it was it was a phenomenon. It was like, do that one poem. And I was like, really? Like, I'm, I'm popping shit. Mm. But they were like, yeah, that joint is dope. I was like, okay. That's hilarious. So, 
and he was the person that was like, you shouldn't be talking like that. You're a woman. Women ain't supposed to say pussy. And I was like, word. So do you have one? Because mine likes to be called pussy. Yeah. And I say what I want, especially because I'm grown. He's right. like, well, it's not ladylike. And I'm like, well, who decides who the lady is? The lady or, or the man? Like, uh. you don't get to tell me what to talk about. Mm. Like, especially mm. not when it's on my body and it's not on yours. Mm. And that was the, the click for me. Like, what my writing, my writing voice changed. Yeah. Um, came to New York, did the internship, got offered a gig, moved my daughter out here. Two years, no poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you writing at this time? Just I'm writing all hip hop interviews, interviews yep. awesome. columns. Yep. You were like in Brown Sugar, you were some late. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Except I had uh, people threaten to gun whip me because they didn't like my questions. Are you serious? Really? Really? Yeah. What's like what? We have what? What questions were you asking? Like what? Um, what I asked this with? one person um, who pulled their coattail when teaching them like how to be like a hip hop person, right? A hip hop star. Um, and he was like, "Who pulled my what?" And I was like, "Who pulled your coattail? Like who hit you the game?" And he started pulling his gun out. Because he felt like I was disrespecting him. And mind you, we're driving down the FDR. I'll never forget it. And I won't say his name because, like, unfortunately, he's not unfor- Yeah, unfortunately, he's still alive. Fuck him. Yeah. Um, but his his peoples in the back have been talking to me at the... We did, like, a 106 in Park or something. So we were talking, and he knew where I was from. And my, my slang was still... Like, my accent was still very apparent. I sounded very West Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, yo, yo, calm down. She from Oakland, like calm down, like it ain't it ain't that deep. And he's like, oh, okay, oh shit, what that mean? So he was, <laughs> the reality was he thought I was dissing him, but oh. instead of asking me what are you talking about, he was just like I'm just about to pistol whip her, fuck wow. it. Wow. And we're going like 60 down the FDR. And he's driving. He's driving. He's driving. But I mean, where do you go? I'm in the front seat. You've exposed your gun butt to me, like you pulling your gun out. Well, I'm, I'm gonna like hop out the car. So right. I was like, "Yeah, this is." And that was like the end of like a year of work. And I wrote about his album, which was trash. It was trash before <laughs> the incident, um, and not because like he's not a good artist, but because like he sold out. You know, so yeah. the shit he was talking about. It was mad remedial. It, mm. it, it had no, it had no flair, mm. and, and even the beats, you know, sounded like my daughter made it when she was three. Uh, so I was just like, this shit is whack. She's yeah. very talented. Kid. And, yeah. I, and I wrote about beats how it was three like, were pretty good. Yeah. No, she wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> it took time to get her where she is. She's, she's amazing that's now. That's fair. That's fair. She's amazing now. You know, she's kind of unfuckwittable now. But yeah, true. Shout out to Amari, hey, Amari Timms. Yeah. Um, but word. So that person. I wrote about it, and I included, you know, the, the nearly assault. Mm. And the editors were like, because um, it was a, it was a, at that point it was a freelance piece, and the editors were like, "Yo, we can't put that joint out because you know, we got advertising dollars we got to worry about." And his label bought up ad ad space for the next six months. Of course. So if we talk bad about him, whatever. So it was a reminder right it was a reminder and that wasn't the the first thing that had happened that was bad i interviewed people and they pulled their dick out Ugh. um and and not like i mean you know sex is great i think dicks are beautiful um amen but <laughs> if i'm interviewing you as a professional and in the midst of me saying so where are you from you show me your penis imprint you know like i wasn't interested in fucking i was trying to be like a serious journalist yeah. and women just aren't respected like that in that way not at then. all 
maybe now it's changed. I haven't done a, any work. It hasn't in the in the industry like that. Um, mm. But what I realized in that moment, I was like, I have to have something else yeah. provide for me that can keep me writing because I was passionate about it, but that don't put me into positions where I can be violated. Yeah, you know, mm. and the community say it's okay. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was. It was mm-hmm. like they were just like, "Oh yeah, you know, this shit happens." Oh, he's crazy. Yeah, he think he believes in aliens. He's crazy. That's that's it. They, they, that, <laughs> that was their response. Oh yeah, we got ad space. Oh, he believe in aliens. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. Yo, you don't worry about that, Mo. He just believes in aliens. <laughs> and he'd be like, "You want to drink? Like, let's wow. just drink it away. Like, just no. numb the pain." Very no. madman. So uh, I lost my my position um, due to a dot com slump, and I never regained it. But in that that interim of having no job for six months, I returned to poetry in New York. And they were like, oh, you did HBO Real Sex? You want to come do this spot in Harlem? Mm. Um, this is the night I met Jot Poetic. Hey. Woo! Right? This is after we've heard the his recounting of yeah, the job interview. Or like his interview oh, to go to the spot I want to hear your that is yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tell us the story. So he worked for the agencies that would like look out for journalists like me to like, could you write something up and maybe give it to your editors that you know? Um, so that way they cover the tracks. Right. Dave Goodson, shout out to him, great friend, um, a great publicist, great photographer. He is a person that when I moved to New York, he looked out. Like, he knew yeah. who my daughter was. He Like, we knew each other in Cali. Because I was working for that other small magazine, he was providing photos for us. So we had yes. kinship before I got here. Um, there was a point where, like, I th- okay. When I first got here, my first week, I, like, broke. All my shit broke. Whatever. <laughs> he came and got me. He was like, I got you. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm from here, and so he had always taken care of me in that way. Like, if something was going wrong, someone stole my wallet, mm. he had me. Like, I didn't have my MetroCard money because they ain't paying me my money because they sold the company, he had me. So he was a person that, no matter what he would ask, I got him. So he says, yo, I got this dude here, he does poems. <laughs> I'm like, you, you do? He's like, yeah, he just started working this week. You need the job poetic. Yeah, right? no, he told me his real name. And I was like, all right, we'll put, put him on the phone. And so he puts him on. And uh, this is before Jive had like, Jive had like a, the New York voice wasn't, you know, so. Oh, great. <laughs> it's already paid for. Oh, the New York voice wasn't that rich yeah. you know he was like a business professional uh, and so he's like yes hello this is me and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> alright it is you uh, what's he, going on he didn't tell us all that of course not <laughs> Tell us how he was dressed. He was like, I had the, the top. Yo, he had the, the corporate khaki. Yes. In the corporate khaki series. Wow. <laughs> wow. He had like the nice Carlton vest. He had the khaki pants. He was starched, crisp. The Eddie Bauer and Tommy Hilfiger. That wow. was him. That wow. was him. So he was like, that's who he was. He was coming into world, into the world of New York like... I got this job, you know, I'm at this PR company, I'm doing this thing, working with Buster Rhymes, working with Barrington Levy, like, he was, like, the go-to person. Right. But he was a young guy. Right. Um, so Dave is like, yo, this dude writes poems. And I'm like, hmm, <laughs> all right, put him on the phone. So he puts him on, he's like, yes, hello. And, it's, and I said, all right, uh, I hear you do poems. He's like, yeah. I said, okay, let's, let's hear it. And he's like, what? And I had decided I wasn't... I mean, I got my I got this first feature in New York City because of something on HBO. So I have to at least know that 
we going and fighting together. You can't be yeah. the whack one. Yeah. Mm. You know, and I'm barely on. And no, nah, we can't right. do that. I just need to know who you are because it, it depended on are we going in the door together or do I need to tell you the address where you can meet it? Right. Right. And so he did the poem. He's like, all right, I'll do a poem. I said, all right, just give me a stanza. Let me hear what it sounds like. And he did something. I was like, all right, that's cool. Yeah, so you can meet me here. <laughs> See you there. And that was it. What's funny is he was a part of the organ. He was a part of the organization that had hired me. Um, and the interview almost turned into the gun butting incident. Oh. So dude was like, yo, you want to come to the after party with me? I was like, nah, you can let me out right here on the corner. Yeah. Once we got off the FDR, I was like, let me out. See you. And so then Dave and, and Jive met me, and I, like, told them everything. And they're like, yo, that's effed up. Oh, my God. Whatever. And I had, and it was the first moment where I was like, it is effed up. I don't have to stand for this. And this, you know, I called my editor first. And they were just like, don't, you can't say this shit, whatever. But they were like, yo, that's whack. Nah, you, you don't have to sit for that. Mm-hmm. And so when we went to the poetry venue, it was like, okay. I'm with like-minded individuals, you know, I kept myself, and that was the moment I was, I didn't realize it then, but I think subconsciously it clicked that, you know, Jive was good people, so that yeah. he was safe, mm. because most people just was like, yo, that's jacked up, what you gonna do, you know, <laughs> like, oh, poor you, oh, poor you, that's a mess, yeah, hmm. um, so, that was my first official poetry event, Met Jive. I had no idea that you met Jive so soon after. Yeah. So I had been here for a year and a half okay. before I met him. Hmm. But as a poet, as a, like, this is my gig, it definitely was, that was the first time. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Do you want to pause for a second? To... No. Dude, no? Cool. No. I can work. has hot. food. It's awesome Indian oh. food. Some garlic. And, um, it's It's all the goods. Mm. All the goods mm. in the land. Um, oh, you ate all that pesto and hummus that you made? <laughs> <laughs> I actually got the naan for the pesto because you ah, had bread. Oh. You played the god. Wow. Ah. Terrible things. Damn it, no, Gina. pesto's a gift. You gotta just appreciate you gotta get it, right? it while it's there. You know, once it's gone, you gotta be like, it was good. That sounds like some internet shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is get it while you can. Right. Good luck. Well, I have a question. Yes. So when does Nuyo start to come into play? Point Konyo. Okay. <laughs> so my so me and Jive start slamming in two thousand and one. Mm. What's what prompts you to start slamming? I did it by accident. Um What do you mean you did it by accident? I thought it was an open mic. <laughs> so I went and to like, Wednesday whoops, night. Accidentally won. <laughs> I came in second place to hostage wow. and forevermore was I changed. I was like, What you mean second place? <laughs> I was like, never. Mm-hmm. I'm just, and the funny thing was, it was always like me, hostage, jive, um, in around orbiting around each other in, mm-hmm. in those slams. Um, so yeah, my first time slamming was at the New Eureka Poets Cafe, wow. and that was in two thousand um, and one. Wow. Did you have any idea at that time what no your clue. relationship would be with this space? No clue. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I tried out for the team for two, three years, good three years, right? Um, I didn't make it the first year. The second year, I didn't make it. Um, the 2001, 2002. So 2003, I made Jersey. Mm-hmm. And was that you? No, no, no. 2003, I went as a... Uh, that's when they had Storm Poets. Oh, nice. So you go by yourself. 
Mm-hmm. So Jive made the team. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, oh, you can go slim by yourself? All right, I'll go do that. Yeah. And then the next year, I made Jersey. And the year after that, um, I co-championed with uh, Michael Sorelli and Roger Benaregard at Louder Arts. Mm-hmm. And what I knew about the New Eureka and why I, I left to go to Louder was I just didn't feel like... I felt like because I wasn't winning, there wasn't checking for me. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And when I say they, I mean like the Slam Master at that time. I, it was just weird energy. It's just like you, yeah. you can tell when people see you and when they see through you. Yeah. And when I wasn't a formidable you know, poet or you had to be nervous, it was just like... Mm over there with her mm. so I was like I'm never going back there that's it I'm wow. going where people see me yeah. and to be honest when I walked into Louder a lot of people didn't see me still mm. you know and I walked in on crutches mm. I just had a, an ankle break mm. um, and I walked in with my daughter who mm. was five six and we sat in the back with crutches and I was like alright I'm going to wait my turn I'm going to go up I'm due to home hopefully I get to the next round and who knew I would, you know, go all the way through. Yeah. Um, but what I noticed was only a few people would even speak to me. Only a few. And it was the same mindset, like, are oh, you fuck with her but because you're dope? Like, yeah. we need to see who you are before we give you, like, you know, mm. your humanity. I was treated, like, exact same. And it's nasty. And, and, and like, it's real, like, not to cut you off at all. Oh. Um, but, like, in Louder... Mm. A place I really loved, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, I admired Louder because mm-hmm. you could be weird at Louder, yeah. you know? And yeah. you could end a sentence like, and then that would be the end of your sentence, right? You know? And I was like, I could live there, I could yeah, live yeah. there. Because um, I'm reading, like, Heather Crystal and, like, you know, all these kind of offbeat, you know, people would refer to as offbeat writers, I guess. Shout out to Heather Crystal mm. um, for all your breaks. Yeah, <laughs> but I remember coming in there and, like, Okay, I can't name their name, whatever. <laughs> but I went in there and swear for two straight years. Mm-hmm. Not every week, mm-hmm. not even every month, mm-hmm. but enough, mm-hmm. right? Enough that I be in there. And you see my face. You know me. You know my face. And you know my, my homie faces, who I'm always with, never yeah. without them, you know? Yeah. And, and this one particular uh, person, after two years of my running up in there and reading my poems and sometimes not, mm. you know, and going to workshop and sometimes not and being there and, you know, uh, I did this one poem, whatever poem I did, and he was like, who are you? Mm. Oh, my God, that was amazing. Oh, and I was like, you are not my fam, <laughs> you know? And then, like, that person proceeds to, like, you know weirdly shadily put me on to stuff like or try to and then like I'm just like man you there are people who legitimately like even if they didn't you know put me on I don't even really know what that means for like anymore but even if they didn't immediately take to me right Mm -hmm. gave me space to be whatever it is whatever it was that I was Mm -hmm. whatever I remember the first time I went to the New York first time I was a judge and you read my little thing thing, what I'd said. And you were like, who this? Like, come up here. And you were like, you a poet? I was like, yeah. You were like, tell me your hottest line. Tell them your hottest line. And I did. Mm-hmm. And you were like, yo, thank you. And sit down. <laughs> and I did. And you gave me space. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't shit. I was just there, you know. And and Safia was just showing me around. Mm-hmm. And she was, you know, um, you know the, the sack. And Kiara was another sack. Mm-hmm. And I was a judge. And you gave me literally a stage to mm-hmm. stand on, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? And 
I mean, I'm 17. I just moved there like a couple weeks before. You know what I'm wow. saying? And and it was this just goes back to what John was saying. You yeah. know what I mean? Like generosity of space. How do you do? Remember that story at all? Nope. Yeah, right. Like I remember it forever. Well, I don't. Yeah, right. like, well, I don't think. Yeah. I, I think the younger person in that exchange, Always or the newer remembers. person, remembers it, and mm-hmm. the other person is crafting. Just yeah. this is who I've become. This it's is how I've decided. Life. Muscle memory to mm-hmm. interact with the world. Yeah. Louder was. I mean, I louder was my home for the a very long time, and I feel like there there was a mix between what. Y'all are saying, and but they had an audience yeah. that was a good mm-hmm. listening audience. Oh, like yeah. that was a place, and this was so critical and honestly something that I miss right now. Yeah. At a time when honestly my life is taking me away from like the ability to go to a consistent poetry venue, so it's mm-hmm. not even a commentary on what on what is happening right mm-hmm. now. Sure. But I miss this in my life that I could write something new, go to this space, and it. I I took it for granted that I would know more about the poem from reading it on that open mic. Mm-hmm. And that's not true in every open mic. Some mm-hmm. open mics are too praiseworthy or yeah. like too... Too drunk. Up, yeah, too mm-hmm. drunk or mm-hmm. not, like, you know, or you bring it to some room and it's kind of dead and you're reading yeah. the poem and you're like, was mm-hmm. the poem dead or was mm-hmm. the room dead? But Louder's audience, they like they made in. noise at the appropriate time. They like were quiet at the appropriate time. So you were like, oh man, you'd mm-hmm. say a line and all of a sudden the whole audience would go, mm. yeah. and, and you'd be like, oh wow, that is the line and I see it in this way. Yeah. I, I just was able to edit mm. so well mm-hmm. using that open mic. Mm-hmm. And I guess I wonder... Uh, how, how, how was it when you first went? Like, oh, you yeah, gotta be, the, and I've said, clear. and I've said this before, <laughs> right? So let's be clear. Let's yeah. let's go ahead and nix this shit in the butt right. before we get too far in 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 what the conversation is. Louder, Nuyo, Urbana, all necessary, yeah. but all different. Yeah. Some of the things that people perpetuated were not necessarily from the founders' vision. Right. Yeah. Right. It was like this click shit in which we like insulate ourselves, yeah. and it ends up making other people feel like outsiders. Yeah. Yeah. That's not all the time, right? But I think that they had an aesthetic that they created, and an offshoot of that aesthetic was some of the clickishness and and like petty things sure. that that didn't serve anybody. But part of that was the creation of an aesthetic that said you have to write good poems. Now, the problem with that is you have to decide, you get to decide who's a good poet and right. who's not. And, and I think what you're talking about, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, like, my entry point into that community was dev, like, it was so right. hard. I showed up in 2007 and, yeah. you know, that's, talk about, like, I met Jean-Anne, mm-hmm. I met Christopher Lee, and they wow. were so warm and welcoming to me mm-hmm. at a time where I was really I got a lot of love on the open mic but it was like right when you win mm-hmm. and then every spot you know all of a sudden you win and like you're in semifinals and mm-hmm. Carlos Andres mm-hmm. Gomez who is one of my best friends in the world I love you Carlos you know was not <laughs> shout outs yeah huge Whitney. you know like and, and yeah he's the best right? right but only because your entry into a scene then means that somebody else is not Included, or you know, like there are names attached, and people are like, Okay, now you're here. Mm-hmm. And so, I felt like that opened up the door for a lot. I don't know what you mean. I mean, if there's a last chance slam, mm-hmm. and this dude from the open mic who you've appreciated but you don't think he's a good poet mm-hmm. wins that last chance slam, and these three poets who are established and you love don't, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, this person who you had no 
uh, reason to talk any shit about. They were just there, you know, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden holds a piece of real estate that you've identified as valuable, Mm -hmm. even if the value is a gimmick, you know? Mm Yeah. And that opens the door to say, all right, he sounds like Buddy Wakefield. (laughs) (laughs) You know, which which is true, right? But you're like, that opens the door to take the flaws in that person's work and speakerphone them into the world in a way that is mm-hmm. damaging or, yeah. or like bullying in a way that mm-hmm. feels like <laughs> mm-hmm. but you know I, I so I don't know you know I see that and I'm like okay I learned who I want to be as a grown up and, and mm-hmm. as like a grown poet but I also I think became a better person as a mix between who was supporting me and having to grapple with some of that place where you're like, okay, I'm under fire, and mm-hmm. can I can I speak my truth mm-hmm. in the face of feeling like, you know, I don't know how it's going to be received. Mm-hmm. Can I like reaffirm who I am? And that journey, I think, made me a better writer. Mm-hmm. Not that that's necessarily the intent of the space, but I think it is an offshoot of this like allegiance that they had towards mm-hmm. pushing your writing. Sure. What I learned from them is that writing does not have to suffer. For performance, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely, and that is what I take with me everywhere, yeah. right? Um, I also learned that anybody can put on a hat and say they are a Yankee fan hmm. without ever picking up a baseball, without ever knowing a history, without ever going to the actual Yankee Stadium. Wow. They just show the fuck up with the right costume, yeah. and they can just you know have something to say about you and your world. Yeah. And because of that, I just been it, it made me super clear, like. Me and Lynn, you know, co-founder of, of Louder, are friends. Like, she's people. Yeah, shout out Lynn Proko. Word up. And, but there were moments, and I was just like, there. I remember people looking through me, but there I had people of color who, like, this is how you get better, Ma. You know what I'm saying? And that mm. ain't never happened. Mm. In the community in which I came out of, it was just like, you are competition. I have no, wow. I have nothing to say to you. Mm. Yeah. Not even, this is how you get better. Not even, oh, when you do this poem, this is what happens to the crowd. Huh. None of that. Jive was my soundboard. Wow. That was it. That was it. Yeah. Um, and going the louder, I found a community that was like, we're willing to talk to you about how to make your poems yeah. better. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's the point. I think that's a part of why I like viscerally moved to defend that space in some oh, ways. Sure. Because once I was mm-hmm. on that team, literally, I can't think of mm-hmm. a, like a three month let alone like two year period in my life that mm-hmm. was more that more contributed to my rapid growth as a writer yeah. because people were like nope can't say that shit that yeah. like isn't it you need to push this I know right. you think this is fresh and the whole audience liked it but that's a bumper sticker well, yeah. so you need to go but back that existed and work on and, and what happened to Aziza and right. me Both. and, yeah. and you know? me you know like and what happened yeah. to you made me be like I'm never gonna yeah. let that happen at my space yeah. I get a space I'm never going to let that happen. So when the New Yorican happened for me in 2006, I came mm-hmm. on as Wednesday night host. Nice. 2007, I took over Friday nights. I was like, all right, we got this team. Team, we're a family. Yeah. You don't get to talk bad about each other. You don't get to go out into the world and talk about how shit this was. If you do, you out. Yeah. We had to find that out several times because yeah. I was like, you can't come back here. You talk shit. And yeah. what I know is all we got is us. Yeah. They want to tear you down before you get on stage. They don't care about you until you are not, um, you're you, but you are, mm. you know, something that they approve of. An accessible you. An accessible you. Uh, a, water down, a water down, a water down you. 
like the Disney you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You got to sell your shit and, and not be yourself. Yeah. So I, that's the one thing that I took with from Louder. I was like, I'm going to make sure we don't talk shit about each other like yeah. that. And if we have something to say, we say it to each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that is where we really grow. That's family business. Yo, you trying to do A, B, C, D makes this person feel this way. Yeah. I'm not really, I'm not well known for holding my mouth closed. It's a problem. <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> so, you know, this is my 10-year anniversary at the New Year Eve It's my 10-year anniversary, and now I understand. Oh, I can't share everything. <laughs> but I, I, my intention is always like, I don't want to pop shit about you. Anything I say, you know I said it. Yeah. Because I told you first. Yeah. And I'm not going to let nobody drag your ass up and down. I hate that term too. Drag her. That mm-hmm. drag shit. Yeah. After the little Azalea Banks thing and like the little baby, like Azalea was wrong for that shit. Yeah. On my mind. Azalea Banks was wrong for that. Valid. Mm-hmm. And then going against a little 14 year old girl. Yeah. But like the responses that I saw to the 14 year old girl, it was like a lynch mob mm. waiting for Azalea to get got. Well, also and drag I like that's that. What, drag you know, that that brings to mind fucking when they dragged that dude, mm. James Bird. Mm-hmm. You know, tied mm-hmm. you up and mm-hmm. dragged you um, mm-hmm. from the back of a truck mm-hmm. for miles. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. like we. I think also what comes to because like again on the louder boat, like I I would not be who I am without them. There's a lot of people who I would not be who I am without mm-hmm. them. You know, for for every holistic reason, you know, good, bad, all the stuff. I don't think it works binary like like that. It's just like. On this Tuesday, it was this. On this Tuesday, it was this, mm-hmm. right? And Lynn Prokop, anytime I saw Lynn Prokop's face, I was like, okay, I'm home. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Anytime I saw Rico's face, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm home. I'm good. Your face, John. I'm here. I'm home. I'm good. But if y'all weren't there, it was really a different room, to mm-hmm. be honest, mm-hmm. you know? And it, and it didn't even make it a bad room. It was, just, it was just a room in which I was like, all right, maybe I don't talk a whole lot before this poem mm-hmm. to anyone. Mm-hmm. And I just read the poem and I go home. Curator's a piece. Mm-hmm. But if y'all were there, it was like, oh, I can hang out. Mm-hmm. I can kind of take off my coat. I can be a little silly, you know? Um, I can have a poem edited at the bar. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you'll look yeah. at my stuff, you know? Wow. Um, if y'all weren't there, it was like, okay, I'm not going to order nothing. I'm going to mm-hmm. go do this. I'm going to mm-hmm. leave. I'm going to say hey to Elio, and I'm going to be out, you know? That's, that's all I really meant by that. Um, and I had a whole other thing to say, and it's gone. So, you know. There we are. That's uh, it's it's really gone. It's really For me, <laughs> <laughs> for me, I was just thinking about like how little gestures can make a huge difference in, mm. in in what someone takes. You know what I mean? And like you remember that moment at the New Year where yeah. you got to like spit a line on stage. My at this first world time famous there. Thing. Mm. Your first time there, and you're just there to host. And you're 17 years. And I'd old. only ever read about the New Year. You know what I'm saying? Months read. I, about I remember the New Year. you know showing up at Louder Than a Bomb, and I had just been writing poems for a couple months, and mm. they hand you a badge that says poet on it. You know what I mean? Mm. And now. For the first time, I'm calling myself a poet. Wow. You know what I mean? And I'm, and you know, and I'm in the room with people that I've seen on TV and people that I'm like mm-hmm. hearing on stage, and they see me as a poet, and yeah. they're not talking to me like I'm some smart mouth seventeen year old, <laughs> but they're t- they're they're like, yo, where's your poem at? Let's, yeah, you know poet? what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. and that makes a huge difference. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I I think, I think. How you know? I'm thinking about like how do we cultivate that experience for yeah. people? You know what I mean? Like how do we open ourselves up as a community to welcome people in, as opposed to like what you were saying, which is 
become a clique and be like, yo, if you if nobody brought you here, then you mm-hmm. can stay out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to welcome you here. Well, right, because, like, I, I remembered my thing, right? So I remember <laughs> being 17 and my homegirl, India, shout out to India Jordan, was like, hey, my dad's friend, Azure, shout out to Azure Antoinette, um, is, like, coaching this poetry team you know, for this, like, thing where the kids go do a poem at this big conference, you know, do you want to go? And I was like, yes, lit, you know, because I've been writing poems in, like, my little notebook, and I was, like, you know, writing about, like, I wasn't even writing about love stuff. I was writing about, like, oh, my God, and, like, the the light on the car makes that weird little (laughs) rainbow thing, and ah! That's crazy and like avocados are interesting. (laughs) And I was just like, like, what is that? Iridescence is a word? Like I you know, I was just hung up on like I was so overstimulated as a child. (laughs) Iridescence! Like so most of my poems were about (laughs) iridescence. (laughs) That's bananas. It's like the rainbows in the sky. And so like I went to to the to the first B and V, it was B and V, an LA B and V team. And we were the most dysfunctional team, I think, on the planet. And I don't mind mm. saying this because they would all say the same thing. Mm. And we're all, like, good with each other now, you know. But mm. at the time, it was just like, I don't know you. You don't know me. You don't know about my life. You mm. don't know what I've done and haven't done, whatever. Mm. And so it was real tense a mm. lot of the time. And we each thought the other was either, like, really arrogant or really whack, you know. Mm. It was like, oh, yeah, she good at performing, but, like, she, she, she is shit poet, you know, type mm. shit. And I remember, like, Bo... Um, was the Bosia shout out to Bosia in the biggest way was um, one of the like co-teacher or co-mentors and I remember he would just like listen to me in any iteration of poem I would do mm-hmm. and he and I didn't know who he was I never watched Deaf Poetry Jam I didn't know about any Deaf Poetry Jam any B&V any, any nothing um, but I had read like Maya Angelou and Shakespeare and I was like they were cool you know and like and he just listened um and would like come an hour early to listen and i remember me and brianna taylor shout out to brianna taylor we'd noticed during practices these like epic eight hour long practices because it took us that long to get it together Mm. um and he would take the time out to be with us for that long to get it together on a saturday like Mm. out of your life and we noticed that these pigeons were eating from these el pollo local bags from the El Pollo Loco next door. Mm. And I was like, ugh! And Brianna was like, yeah! And then we wrote this group piece like, that's nasty! Mm-hmm. They're birds! And and Bo was like, all right, I think you got something here. Mm. You know? And like validated mm. the weird observation of birds. So I've heard about this poem before. No, you haven't. I think you've talked about it. Oh, maybe I have. Okay, but like... <laughs> But, you know, he gave us space to read that at, yeah. like, this Green Speaks thing mm-hmm. at, at BMV. And I remember being so nervous because I finally understood what it was. And I was mm. like, oh, God, I'm going to be sick. I didn't know people cared like this about this. And I remember Brianna being like, we got it. Mm. Like, don't worry. We got it. Pigeons. Remember pigeons? Like, mm. it, was, it was that weird. And I don't know. He made, he, with care, made it a positive space. Mm-hmm. What was once a ridiculous space. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't I, I do believe in the malleability of space, mm-hmm. but I also believe in like, you know, I still carry being 17 and walking in a room and being like, oh man, yeah. no one fucks with me here. Yeah. Bums me out. <laughs> like, why didn't I just stay <laughs> home? Down. Yeah, right? <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I think it's all, a, it's all a journey for all of us, even yeah. those who've been doing it. Yeah. You know, you know I walk in, a, I walked through AWP like, mm, mm. evil. 
Mm. They don't see me. Mm. Great. Yeah, again. You know, I'm going to get called a different black girl. Great. Mm. But what I did learn from this community is um, it's bigger than any one person. You know Mm. what I'm saying? And I wasn't supposed to, even when I went to Louder and then started at the New Year weekend, there was a, 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 someone was really trying their hardest for me not to rep Louder. Mm. And what I did was, I invited louder artists to feature. Mm-hmm. I was like, we need to shut this shit down. This right. beef, no more. It's silly because we are we are representing New York City, and I was one of those persons that I went to louder. I went to Bowery. I went to New York. I went to Harlem. Mm-hmm. I didn't care any stage that existed. I'm going. I went yeah. to Jersey. I went often, and it, a lot of it had to do with us touring since 2000, and you know, one was our first tour. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just realized I grow more as an individually as an individual artist to make my community better by the time I sit down and stay mm-hmm. than just like being in this box and only writing what we know, yeah. you know, is dope. Can I ask you a weird craft question? Mm-hmm. Uh, man, you do this thing. I, I can think of like two examples uh, where these lines, the first line is like, don't tell me it's not love. Tell me anything but that. Yeah. Right. And I think the line from Smudge, I'm going to mess it up. is mm-hmm. like, He's going to call me anything but my name. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Like, what, call her anything but her name. Yeah. Is there, some, like, uh, I, I don't even know necessarily how to phrase the question, but both of those lines are just so lights out. Yeah. And I think that it, like, is a functioning of the way in which the poet's brain works mm-hmm. in that moment. Mm-hmm. Uh what is it that moves you towards, like, defining those moments as, as opposed to, like, this, it'll be anything but mm-hmm. this, like defining in the negative in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it has a lot to do with me. When, when I write, I'm coming from a poem's uh, platform in which I want to speak with my grandmothers. Mm. And that was the language that they always use. It was, it, and it's, it's really, it was a, a survival tactic. You know what I mean? They call you anything but God's child, right? Wow. They call you everything but. It's always like all this negative is thrown upon you. And then there's this one sliver of instance where you ain't got to be that. And so I come from the, you know, from women who have survived that and taught me how to survive it. And so you stack all the odds and then you have that one, that one exit. You know, you have the one trap door. And I think that's when I, when I put those moments onto the page... It, it is the insurmountable. Hmm. It is the insurmountable, which is why I think I always come to it. Well, not always, but I do come to it often enough because those are the moments that I remember them saying the most. Wow. And those formed who I am. You know, those formed how I look at things. Those formed how I let people speak to me. Hmm. Do you want to read us a poem? Sure. I wish we could keep this interview going. I'm for so glad like I talked about Oakland. I don't talk about that shit. I want to talk about hours. it right now. <laughs> I like, yeah, like I feel like we could definitely do like a part two, part three. Like I just like I want to yeah. know about like what you're doing now. I want to know about like. Oh God. I feel like this could totally some, have a part two. Do you want to do it? Because we could, Mo. We don't want to. You could do anything you want. We don't want to violate your time, but like I'm eating well, my shit and talking. We hey. could put this out for two weeks and just keep this shit going. People gonna be so mad at you. <laughs> They're the gonna be like, is, why y'all play so much? To be continued. All right, we're getting a little mid poem or mid interview poem. Uh, you know. 
hold on to your butts. Yeah. Uh, hold on to your cheeks. <laughs> Everybody out there, uh, I want you to put your hands together. Make a lot of noise wherever you're at. You're drinking your morning coffee. You know what I'm saying? Make a lot of noise for Mahogany L. Brown. So I rarely get to do love poems. Um, so I'm going to try today. Yes. Please do. And this is a response to Janu Kapil Ryder's question um, from Vertical Interrogation of Strangers. Hmm. Uh, the question was, what is the shape of your body? Hmm. Bless the sun. Bright in its rising, how it kissed your face this morning, how your breath caught itself in your throat. Today, no one has left the earth violent hmm. yet. No one has lost a war yet. Mm. Only breath and here and the sun. Amen. Bless the boats. Each river that brought your love closer to you. Each world within a world. Orbit like a colonizer's prayer. Hmm. Where no weapon shall prosper. Where no grandmother's juju withers in a leather knapsack. Only breath of a body docking to the land of its lover and the sun. She is here too. On fire. Amen. Bless the fingers that stretch away from the body. How it finds another body near the light. How the light make everything safe. How safe can be a new house. And mm. the fingers drop heavy with shimmer like a promise you once dreamt. Where you and the sun and your love lie against the skin of each other. The wind whipping you close. Your fingers intertwine. Bless a prosperous love. And the hands unafraid of its weight. Your kind of kiss that weight can bring. Bless the untamed, the unafraid, the unconquerable love. Let it shred itself to bits in your mouth. Look how it stay. Amen. For knowing like this, the kind that wakes you at night, the kind that props open your front door and leads you to a porch, let you look up the block easy with a home sturdy and still at your feet. Damn. Ooh. Yeah, man. Give it up. Ooh. <laughs> love. I'm so excited to do a love poem. If you're sitting at home right now or on the train or in your car and you're thinking that can't be it, this interview with Mahogany Brown is too good, we agree with you. Which is why you should tune in next time for part two of Mahogany Brown's interview with the poultry gods. But for right now, yo DJ, play that song. People see me, but they just don't know. What I told you, cutter. People see me, but they just don't know. People see me, but they just don't know. Let's do it. I'm ready. Right,